Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome everyone to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas. I'm here with Alex Mashinsky of the Celsius Network. Uh, hello, Alex. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you on here. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what the Celsius Network does and, and what kinds of uh, problems it solves in the world. Sure. So, um, you know, I've been a coin holder since 2013 and uh, participated as an investor in a bunch of ICOs, including uh, being an advisor to a bunch of different ICOs and, and really saw a void in the market where a, I, I don't think that the coin holders or the community has really come together to uh, help each other out. And, and my feeling is, is that uh, the crypto community is being uh, taken advantage of by uh, Wall Street uh, with, you know, what, what the CME and CBOE are doing with future contracts and with the many centralized exchanges where they make huge profits on all the volatility and all the trading that's going out there. So we set out to really create a, a simple solution. It's a wallet that enables you to earn interest on coins deposited enables you to borrow uh, dollars against any crypto that you have deposited in the wallet. And those uh, may seem as very simple functions, but they actually do not exist today. It's, it's very difficult to get those two things uh, done, and they don't definitely don't exist in any uh, single wallet. So just to explain that um, when you deposit your coins with an exchange, exchanges uh, lend, lend them out to people who want to short or people who want to create margin uh, borrow, and uh, they make all the profit on it, or they make almost all the profit on it. And But what we're trying to do is really uh, bring all that profit back to the community. So by aggregating all these coins and uh, enabling only for them to only be available if you pay it back to the community, uh, we believe that we can uh, create, do well and do good at the same time. Okay. And so so talk to me, There's so there's two different kind of uh processes going on here. First of all, I can earn interest on my crypto and secondly, I can I can borrow fiat dollars against my crypto. Is that did I understand that correctly? Yeah. And so there are certainly a, a number of uh, you know challenges and, and hoops to go through in order to make that possible. And so how does um how is it possible that I can earn interest on my crypto? How does that work? Exactly. So obviously there are few 
companies that have been promising these things. And when you ask them how does it work, uh, they give you some story that uh, was very difficult to understand. And one of these just got shut down. I'm not going to mention names, but the SEC went and, and gave, gave them a cease and desist letter because what they were doing was not really uh, either legal or in the interest of the coin holders, right? So everything we're doing is, is following the laws, and it's actually copying what is done in the securities business every day, billions of times as people lend and borrow securities from each other. Uh, we're just trying to do it in a peer-to-peer environment instead of in a centralized uh, environment the way Interactive Brokers of Fidelity does for stockholders. So our wallet effectively aggregates uh, holders of coins. We, we support 20 different coins, the top 20 capitalization uh, uh, crypto coins that are available. So you can deposit, deposit Bitcoin or Ether or Litecoin or any other coin that you own. We effectively aggregate those and we make them available to borrow. Uh, the borrowers are mostly hedge funds or crypto funds uh, that give us cash deposit. They don't touch the coins physically uh, or virtually. They just it, it create uh, basically limit buy and sell orders, which create short positions or long positions. And we execute those positions on their behalf after they've given us a cash deposit. And we charge them interest uh, for enabling them to get access to those coins. And uh, that interest is what's being paid back to the community. So when we're saying you can earn, you know, uh, six, seven, eight percent interest, it represents the value that is received from the crypto holders who crypto, sorry, the crypto funds who borrowed the coins from the lenders who are the crypto holders. Okay, and uh, so shorting or short selling is uh, a very, very common. strategy uh, with you know the stock market for instance and it's it's something that happens all the time all day long but it's kind of complicated to understand it first and for those of our audience that uh, may not quite understand what a short sell actually is and what it involves could you could you just walk us through a few of the steps of what a short sell is sure <clears throat> so maybe I'll, I'll explain it in the securities world and then uh, I'll give you an analogy for what happened in the last few days because most of the uh, downturn that we've experienced, it's uh, January 19th, uh, 2018, right? So the last three days were the market gyrated by over 45%, and most of that had to do with short selling. So in the securities world, let's say you own a share of Tesla and you, ho- you hold it with uh, Fidelity. Um, uh, you don't do anything with it, right? You just hold it in your account. You can check it every day and it's still there. But on the back end, uh, uh, Fidelity enables people to come and short it. So uh, meaning uh, I can come to Fidelity and say, I want to short Tesla and they will actually borrow that uh, share from you. They don't need to ask you permission. It's automatic with their terms and conditions. So by through that borrow, they basically uh, enable me to uh, sell the shares even though I don't have any in my account. So I borrow them from your account. They act as a custodian. They actually sell it on my behalf, and I have that I have time to return it to your account uh, when I cover my short. So so let's say I borrowed it for for a week or a month, and when I buy it back at at the market, it goes back to the lender's account. It would go back to your account. Uh, so you didn't gain anything. You didn't lose anything because you still have that one share of Tesla. But at the same time, if the stock went up, I lost money because I shorted it and the price went up. So I had to buy it back at a higher price. But if the price went down, I, I then buy it back at a low price. So I made money and I, I, I returned 
or Fidelity returned the, the share into your account, but uh, um, you know I had a benefit because I actually bought it back at a lower price. So this practice enables people who want to speculate on where prices go to transact without owning any shares. And right. today, uh, most most hedge funds can't touch coins. So if they want to go long or if they're going to want to go, sh- want to go short, they would love to do that without touching the coins because for uh, traditional hedge funds to be able to touch crypto, they need to go and change all their agreements with all, all their limited partners uh, because the original agreement, some of these agreements are 20 years old, have not uh, included cryptocurrencies. So the reason for that is that that's why, for example, the CBOE contracts, these are exchanges in Chicago that trade future contracts on Bitcoin so are popular because those contracts do not involve touching the coin. And when those transactions take place, no matter who wins and loses, none of the coin holders see any of the benefits of the fact that all these people are speculating on their back. So all we're doing is we're taking all of that, all these Wall Street practices, and we're basically saying, you want to do all that? We want some of those profits to go back to the community. We don't want you to benefit from all of it without the community getting at least half of all of these profits back into the community. So, okay, so that makes sense. And uh, it, it, it also, I appreciate the, the backstory here and explaining why a lot of these hedge funds really can't touch it because, you know, they don't, they don't have any agreements in place that, um, that define the process here. Now, uh, back to your, your short selling, because this is a major component uh, of, of your business here, allowing, allowing people to, you know, borrow the crypto. Uh, just so we're crystal clear here, if you are looking to short sell, it's typically because you believe the price is going to go down, right? Yes. So the borrower would be trying to time his uh, uh, short uh, to coincide with the price that he thinks is the peak price. So again, four days ago, you can see that they felt that, uh, I mean, a lot of people started shorting. They created momentum. There was a downturn. Uh, there was a pause of after about, I think, a 9 or 10% downturn. And then there was a second wave of shorting that got it down to all the way to like 40%. So and if you look at the trade, you will see people dumping hundreds and hundreds of coins, which they're shorting, right? They want to create that effect of a big, uh, and on the buy side, those were, you know, there were no blocks on the buy side. Those were all individuals just trying to, they thought they, they could jump in and, and get a good price, but they couldn't see the massive amount of dumping that was done by short sellers. So, uh, you know, on the on the 18th at, I think it was 10 a.m., I, I logged into uh, Bitfinex and some of the other exchanges that offer shorting, and there wasn't any more borrow. So when there was no more borrow, that means all the coins that were available were already shorted. And that's where I started tweeting and putting messages out, p- telling people, I think it's time to buy because, uh, you know, basically, as long as they don't have any more shorts, they cannot short anymore. The prices will start to stabilize and go back to some support level, and usually it corrects back to 50% of the downturn, which is more or less where we are today. So all these things are games that uh, um, you know speculators on Wall Street do every day, and they're just now uh, bringing that to the crypto community. And uh, in the crypto community, the herd could be moved very, very quickly, much because it's it's a lot of individual speculators. There's not a lot of financial uh, traditional funds that kind of know the game and can uh, counteract, if I can say. And so this market is 
two, three, four times more volatile than traditional equities or bonds or, or uh, commodity markets because there's no balance on the demand and the supply between professional guys on both sides. So what we're trying to introduce is two things. One is charge high interest for it, which will mitigate some of this volatility. Basically saying you want to borrow these coins, pay a high interest, and that interest will go back to the community. So now your conviction has to be higher, the volatility is going to be lower, and, and it will bring more and more stability. And on the, on, the back, on the other side of this coin is that all these profits are going to go back to the community instead of going back to people outside the community. Okay, that makes sense. And so, uh, you know, would you say that if, if, this, if this catches on, if, if you give the control and the benefit back to the community, uh, do you see this long-term stabilizing the, the price and the growth of cryptocurrency? Exactly. So, uh, so we pay out in crypto. So we're not paying out in dollars. So all this interest that we're talking about is only available to crypto holders who remove their coins from exchanges because we basically we want to remove the liquidity from the exchanges so they can't lend and increase the liquidity with us so that we can charge the highest rates possible. Right? We run effectively a reverse auction between all the hedge funds to see who is the guy willing to pay the highest interest rate. And we, we lend them the coin because we want the guy that pays the most back to the community. So it, it has two sides. The effect has two sides to it. We, you see, our, our system, we, we're motivated by trading. It's not like we make profits on as many trades as possible like exchanges do, right? Because we still have to deliver our trade to an exchange. Uh, so our job is really to try to minimize the volatility. And by minimizing the volatility, then Again, the other side of the coin here is that we can lend out to people dollars against their coins, and the, the lower the volatility, the more we can lend out. And by lending out, you're encouraging people to hold even more coins because if they know they can have access to dollars against their coins, then they can afford to buy more coins, not less coins. So all these things are good for the community. They're in the best interest for the community, and it's done uh, for the people by the people. Okay. And so uh, the Celsius Network, uh, how long has this been in development? So we started this early last year. Um, we put the team together in March and, uh, you know, we just demoed our first, uh, we had our product demo yesterday. We, we had our big event. We have a monthly event here in New York City. Uh, it's called Block Talks. And this was our second event. And we demoed the wallet. We, we demoed the application. And uh, you'll be able to download the wallet, I think, in the next few weeks on the App Store and then Android and uh, test it out. I mean, that's, uh, that's what it comes down to. Great. And uh, how, how, can we, uh, how can we learn more about this and stay up to date on the project? So the website is uh, uh, www.celsius.network, just like the temperature. And obviously, we have a channel on Telegram. We have, uh, you can reach out to us. Uh, my email is alex at celsius.network. And, uh, you know, definitely, again, this is all about creating, building the community, enabling the community to do good uh, for each other. Uh, another piece of this of what we're trying to do is, uh, if, let's say you have $100 worth of coins, we're only going to give you, let's say, $50 loan, but you need a $1,000 loan. So part of what we're trying to do is, is get you to go out and bring other uh, members, either people who already hold crypto or people that don't hold crypto, but convince them to join the Celsius community. And if they vouch for you inside the community, 
then their uh, we'll match their vouch. So if they vouch for $100, we'll give you $100 as well. So now you have $200 on top of your $50, and you can get very quickly to the $1,000 you need, for example. So the idea is to, again, to use the network to create the network effect and, and scale what people can get access to. The interest rates for these loans are going to be single digits. So we're going to start at 9%, and it's going to go down uh, lower and lower and lower as more and more members join. Uh, you know, it all has to do with our cost of capital. So if we can get the cost of capital down to 4 or 5%, that's where the interest rate is going to be. So that competes against uh, 20-something percent people are paying on the credit cards or 16 or 18 percent, which are the most favorable loan, business loans that people can get, get out there these, these days. So the goal is to really uh, have single-digit uh, interest rate, which is something that neither millennials or Gen Xs have ever experienced in their lives. Excellent. And, you know, I, I like to ask this question uh, for every guest and specifically about the the financial strategies that that you're looking to bring back to the community. Where do you see the future of this? Or what what future innovations do you see for you know shorting crypto, for instance, or you know stabilizing the uh, the value of the market and being able to borrow funds and those sorts of things? What what happens in the next twelve months and what happens five years down the road? A great question and and. and my obsession about it. Look, I'm I'm a large uh, ether holder. I have a lot of Bitcoin too, and uh, you know, for, for all of these things I'm talking about are in my best interest. Everything I'm talking about is 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 going to help me uh, increase the value of my coin because uh, the only way we all create value for all of us here is is is, is if we bring the next hundred million users and afterwards the next billion users. But today there there aren't really uh, you know, day-to-day applications that you can use uh, either in Ether or in Bitcoin. I mean, really sending coins to each other or doing ICOs is not something that, you know, seven and a half billion people on this planet want to do every day. So we think uh, credit and borrowing and lending are things that every person on the planet needs. So we should be able to find at least 100 million people, if not a billion people that need this and bring them into the community. If they come in and they join, the value of the existing coins will go up. So am I doing this in my own interest? Of course. But I'm also, everything I just said is also in the best interest of the entire community. So what we try to do is find a common denominator that, that includes consensus, that includes an open ledger, that includes a real token economics, right? All the kind of the, the pillars of what all of this technology is built on, but find the killer app. What is that application that everybody needs? Because, you know, as an investor and as a coin holder, frankly, I'm very lukewarm and disappointed in most of the projects out there because they are not solving day-to-day problems. They are solving niche problems. They're solving, it's like taking the blockchain, injecting it into diamonds, injecting it into real estate or whatever, right? So in my view, you need like a financial application that everybody can use, everybody around the planet, and that's what's going to really propel us. It's going to be the Netscape moment that's going to take us to the next level of adoption and really ensure that, that, that crypto, it has can stand on its own legs and it can fend off all of these attacks that we're experiencing uh, that that are really are here to 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 hurt the business and hurt the the technology because without again massive adoption none of this is going to take off. Oh, well said. Thanks very much. And uh, Alex Masinski from the Celsius Network, Celsius dot 
Network. Uh, any final thoughts for our audience here before we wrap? Just again, I invite everybody who's listening to this to to not just think about uh, okay, I'm a speculator, or okay, I'm a libertarian, or I'm an anarchist. To think about uh, the the opportunity that we were given. Okay, this is the 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 whole technology here that we're playing with is an opportunity for the for the human race to really for the first time, right, to to do something that will be inclusive, that will include the four billion people that don't have a bank account, that don't have a credit card, right? And 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 bring all these people into the middle class. And it's possible. There's no reason why that could not happen, right? And and put the rules. The key is to set the rules in a way that will again bring the power back to the people and enable the community to decide the rules in this case, without any politician or any businessman or any, any toll collector, any monopoly kind of dictating how and why things are done. And as long as we keep the rules uh, written and executed by these smart contracts and algorithms to be in the best interest of the community, we're all going to benefit from it. So it's a win-win with an appreciation in the token of the coin. It's a beautiful machine. I mean, it's just there's nothing more beautiful. I've, I'm in technology for 30 years, and I've never seen anything like this. So it's ours to lose. And if we waste it on speculation and we waste it on, on, on all these uh, uh, failed attempts that, that are not really trying to solve the big problems here, uh, the opportunity is just going to wither, and we're not going to, and we won't be able to to fix these these things that I'm talking about. So, so again, I'm urging everybody to think about the next 50 years and not the next five minutes, and try to focus on the large opportunities, the large projects that are really trying to shake up the existing financial systems that we are struggling with every day. Very good. Uh, sage-like wisdom from a, a longtime crypto holder and expert. Thanks very much, Alex, for joining us. Uh, hey, that's going to wrap for today. We'll see you next time on the Future Tech Podcast. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.